if you ask me what has been the greatest revolution in 2022, I answer no doubt it has been ChatGPT. ChatGPT, the conversational interface that was launched by OpenAI at the end of November of 2022, actually showed to the world that a revolution was underway. And I'm 100% in agreement with that because ChatGPT is going to enable the next business and digital industrial revolution. However, since we're going to be all using ChatGPT as an assistant that is going to be enhancing in the coming years our ability as creators, entrepreneurs, and digital business people, on the other side, it's also extremely important to understand its limitations. So let me highlight right now some of the key limitations and one of the most significant pitfalls of ChatGPT as of now. So I asked ChatGPT to tell me what is 4WeekMBA, which is the blog where for the last decade I've been researching business topics. Now, the interesting part is I did it with a, a slight difference. I asked it to cite the sources. So I told it to actually to list the references that the ChatGPT conversational interface was using to actually tell me what for WeekMBA was about. Now, the interesting thing is in most cases, ChatGPT is not going to give you the sources. Actually, by default, it's not going to give you the sources, which I think it's a huge drawback because a conversational interface that is able to provide a lot of information, one of the first things that it should actually give you are sources. Instead, if you want to actually get a list of sources for the information that it is providing, you need to actually prompt it in a way that the machine is going to give it to you. This is known as prompt hacking, meaning that you need to rephrase your question in a natural language format that makes the machine actually provide a list of sources. Now, I was lucky the first time as when I asked what is for WeekMBA and asked it to actually to list the sources, ChatGPT did that right away. The interesting thing, it actually seemed to get it right, meaning that it actually said what for WeekMBA was about and I'm attaching the picture to this podcast episode. On the other side, when you look at the sources that the ChatGPT conversational interface provided, you realize that those sources were made up. In other words, the information provided as an answer did make sense compared to what 4WeekMBA does provide. On the other side, of the three sources that listed in the answer, two actually were made up. Indeed, one source was 4WeekMBA.com slash syllabus, and another one was forweekmba.com slash product, as if on my site I had those two pages, which I never had. So what's going on here? What's happening? Why is ChatGPT doing that? And let me show you why this is a huge, huge drawback, and you want to make sure that you understand this limitation in order for you to use at best this sort of tool. The interesting thing is ChatGPT is a machine that is meant to actually provide you an answer 
that needs to make sense. So the machine on the other side is not conscious, it doesn't understand what's it doing, it's actually trying to give an answer that makes sense from, uh, in terms of actually projecting the next word in the, in the phrase that is generating. In other words, it's uh, an answer which is statistically correct because it actually makes sense from, uh, from a grammatical and also from you know, the meaning of the answer that ChatGPT provided. So to give an example, ChatGPT said, For Week MBA is a website and online course that provides business education and training. And according to For Week MBA website, the course covers topics such as finance, marketing, operations, strategy, uh, strategy and leadership. Of course, it makes sense, even though uh, For Week MBA is not directly a course. So even here, you understand that the machine is assuming, it's actually making things up, but you get the confirmation once you look at the sources. Once you look at the sources, you understand that the machine is making things up in order to actually fill the answer. So, in other words, as long as the answer for chat, the chip it has, has a meaning for the user on the other side, so it's providing an answer that seems to be, from a formal standpoint, correct, it seems that to the machine that is good enough. Now, this is fine in many cases, however, it may be quite misleading if you're actually looking for information on the web. So if you're looking for information about things, people, or companies, or whatever, actually ChatGPT is not the best tool to use it. And of course, I mean, if you look at ChatGPT as soon as you open it, it tells you that this is a limitation. However, for what I've seen so far, the way the tool has been used, for many people, they do not understand that in many cases, ChatGPT is making stuff up. And to me, this confirmation came again when I prompt acted to actually tell me the sources from which he got the information about 4-week MBA and was astounding to me how the machine made up the sources. In other words, you know, when you go to, let's say, a university online website, it makes sense in most cases to find this information in a folder of the website which is called slash syllabus. And so ChatGPT is generating the same page for my website even though it does not exist. So you understand here what the machine is trying to do? It's trying to generate a page on my site which does not exist as a source because it thinks that's, that there is how my site should be structured because this is how in most cases it is structured on other you know educational sites online or where it has been learning about it so you do understand that the main aim of ChatGPT is not that of providing you an answer based on the sources that it finds it's the opposite it's actually making up the sources as long as it can provide an answer so this is a huge limitation and so it shows, first of all, that AI-generated content right now is in many cases not factually correct because this is not the aim of ChatGPT. ChatGPT aim is not to give you factually correct information. Key to understand. A second element is this might generate a misinformation wave if it were to be employed at scale. I already highlighted in a previous podcast episode how the biggest threat for Google right now is not really just the positive side of ChatGPT, meaning what ChatGPT can really do. 
It's more about the fact that ChatGPT can generate so much misinformation at scale that if people were getting this information and posting it in a web page, this would actually clog the index of Google. Because, of course, generating content, AI content, is much, much faster, 10x or probably 100x faster than generating human content. So the threat right now for Google is actually to keeping up to the wave of AI-generated content that is coming up, and a lot of this content is going to generate a lot of misinformation. Third element, I think it's about understanding the difference between information versus knowledge and understanding. Information can be something that uh, is correct from a grammatical standpoint, but it can be also very vague, noisy, ambiguous, and even misleading. On the, under on the other side, knowledge and understanding are usually grounded in reality and real world experience. So right now, for anyone who is producing content on the web, if you are grounded, meaning that you have a real world experience and expertise that supports your generation of content on the web, there is no comparison between the human-generated content and the machine as of now. Meaning that, again, going back to what, is, what we said before, the main aim of ChatGPT is not to provide a factual correct answer, it's actually just to give you an answer that is plausible, meaning that is an answer that sounds in a way that makes, it, that, that makes sense to the other side, to the user. That's a key to understand. Another thing is negative externalities. Of course, right now, ChatGPT was a sort of a marketing hack for OpenAI to showcase its capabilities. It was incredible because it enabled us to all understand its capabilities in the future. However, if this was going to be employed at scale, meaning not just like a few million users, but like potentially 10 million or 20 million or 100 million users, this would generate so much negative externalities for society that they would actually kill OpenAI right on. So, my thesis here is, for a short period, we're still going to see ChatGPT openly released, but I believe that over time it might make sense more to let this evolve as a staged rollout, meaning that you know, OpenAI can provide ChatGPT as a various vertical tools that will be used for narrow tasks in various industries. Meaning, we now saw that ChatGPT is quite powerful in various and specific applications where information and providing information about people, facts, uh, or like, for instance, companies is not a good use case because it can generate a lot of misinformation. And therefore, if I were OpenAI, I would actually withdraw ChatGPT on the use case, and I would, I would actually enable it to work on specific use cases. For instance, ChatGPT works pretty well when it comes to generating code, and therefore working as an assistant for programmers, for coders, for developers. Because even there, if, even if the code may be wrong, you can still fix it. And even if it's going to have bugs, you can still fix it as you run it through the machine. So you can still make sure that the code gets fixed before it goes live. And this is a key point. So right now, again, the mass release of OpenAI is gonna, it was incredible. It was a, an interesting experiment, but it has also a lot of negative potential, negative externalities for society. So those are some of the key elements that I think is important to understand, because again, we need to embrace right now what's going on with the eye. Uh, it's going to be a business revolution. 
On the other side, it's also extremely important to understand its drawbacks right now, its pitfalls, because otherwise it's very hard to really use it in a way that makes it useful to millions or billions of users on the web.